Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, I'm going to start right Oh, no. <clears throat> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max <clears throat> is presented by Progressive Insurance. So, this whole, this whole uh, Ben Simmons, James Harden thing, I wonder how much of that is because it fits so well, Harden to Embiid, and it makes so much sense that everyone's like, yeah, yeah, good, you should do it, you should do it. I don't know if I'm makes sense from Daryl Morey's point of view. If I'm the Nets, I don't know if I'm giving up on this this big three before they have a chance to really get it together. Kendrick Perkins, by the way, Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Kendrick Perkins was on our show yesterday and answered that question: Would you trade Harden to the Sixers for Simmons? Yeah, and if I'm James Harden, I want to get traded. I want to get traded. I want to go play with the big fella. I want to go play with the league-leading scorer, one of the most skilled big men, if not the most skilled center to ever play the game. Hell, yeah, I want to go down there to Philly and play with him. Right now, the way the Sixers are playing, they, 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 they have better culture. They have better togetherness. And, and, and Philly just looked like, you know, I can't do especially MB. If I'm James Harden, I definitely want to get traded. And it makes sense for both parties. Because if I'm Brooklyn, I don't know if I'm going to lose James Harden in the offseason. So why not get a Ben Simmons right now? Mm. Why not? See, Joel Embiid would remind people of who James Harden was a couple of years ago now. Because that that's a player, personnel-wise, that would unlock James. James would be a facilitator, but he would look to score so much more because of that dynamic between how they play, right? And if you're the Nets, you heard Stephen A. Smith mention this in the open, that James Harden would be would impede the success level of the 76ers for years. So if you're the Nets, <laughs> why would you want to give the 76ers something right now that would impede your success, especially this year, a year where you only have Kyrie – to play half the games. You have Joe Harris, who is hurt. You have KD coming off injury. You still want to give your team the best shot to win. Adding Ben Simmons to the equation right now, even if you were able to get a Seth Curry involved, does not give your team the best shot to win. Doing that in the offseason, potentially, yes. When you can have Kyrie play the full amount of games maybe. coming into yeah. next year, maybe, depending upon how things change. And, and in the offseason, Key, it makes sense because Harden, as a free agent, could just walk away. Yes. So if, if that's going to happen, then you could say, okay, oh, hey, wait, sign and trade. we'll do a sign and trade. You get oh. more money. We send you to Philly, and now they take Ben Simmons off the Sixers' hands. Not only that, but you don't want the disruption of the team right now in the middle of trying to win a championship. Like, you don't want – it's not the same. You want to insert Ben Simmons in – whoever else into the lineup right now before the trade deadline, now you say, oh, okay, we can get going with the type of chemistry that we had when James Harden and Kyrie and Kevin Durant first joined and they got on the floor together. That's a little bit different. Those guys play together, train together in the offseason. This isn't the case with Ben Simmons. You got an unknown commodity coming in to try to fit in, which is totally different than guys that have played together before. Plus – if you're Josiah, if you're Sean Marks, you're trying to tell your big three, you guys need to figure this out. Because if, if these rumors are true about James Harden not being happy, you got to think about the power dynamics and how these things work, right? I heard Kyrie Irving the other day talk about James Harden, and he was asked the question about whether James would be committed to being with his team for the rest of the year. 
And Kyrie said, the few times I've talked to James, he's committed. And I said, wow, the few times? The few times? You guys have only spoken a few times? So that leads me to think that the relationship that KD and Kyrie have, that's different, right? And a lot of questions, I'm sure, for James is, whose team is this? Who's running the show? Is that KD? Is that Kyrie? And that ultimately, in combination with maybe he may not like living in Brooklyn, He's confused because he's not. It's not the same chemistry because Kyrie's only playing a certain amount of games. KD's hurt. There's a lot of questions around that. So if you're the Nets, you're like, can I tread water? Can I get us back to the point where these guys are healthy and they can figure it out? Because if I can get them all in the court together, that'll figure no, itself out. The most impressed I've been with Kyrie in recent years is when Harden got to the team. Now think about it. Kyrie got better handles than Harden. Kyrie finishes in the paint better than Harden. That's saying a lot, by the way. Kyrie shoots it actually better than Harden to me. But Harden has a different level of wisdom in terms of when to deploy all his skills on offense to me than Kyrie. And Kyrie recognized that early and was like, you're the point guard. Here, Mm -hmm. take the ball. Forget about our heights, right? Take the ball. And that also freed Kyrie to play off ball and act as more of a scorer at times. That was very impressive to me because your question is about who runs the team. To me, the team is best when James Harden's running the offense. Oh, you're talking about on the floor. I'm just talking about I'm talking general, about on the floor. Yeah. Off the floor, it seems to me Kyrie has the most dominant personality. But that's the interesting thing because Kevin, we're talking about Kevin Durant being a top three greatest player, you know, or a top ten finishing in his career. And he wants this to be his team. So that dynamic, how does all that work? Is what has led to a lot of this confusion. I feel like around the Nets in general. Yeah. But it is Ky- it is Kevin Durant's team, though. It's mm-hmm. Kevin Durant's team. He has the most power on the team. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it really truly is, and and maybe there's a relationship that's there between Kevin and James, but not James and Kyrie. But they still can coexist with one another. And I know what you're saying, Jay. The few times that he said he's spoken to him, but that may just be about because uh, I can't see where he hasn't talked to him multiple times, especially if they are playing together on the road, and in particular last year when Kyrie was able to play the majority of the games, you certainly have conversations, and I'm sure that they've had conversations about his ability to wanting to stay, uh, uh, be part of the Brooklyn Nets, and it sounds like he does want to stay and be part of the Brooklyn Nets, but at the same time, he wants to see some results that he came for that they're not getting right this minute. I think this is one of the battles because I think publicly is perceived as, yeah, it's, it's easily KD's team. But I'll tell you, before things, before Kyrie had this whole COVID issue, I know people internally, some people looked at it as, it's Kyrie's team. Personality-wise, that's team. not hard to be. You know what's KD <clears throat> is one of the most interesting superstars I've ever come across in sports, period. Like, he refuses to be fit into a certain peg you know he is definitely his own dude his own way of doing things does not fit neatly into any category we've Mm -hmm. seen before and one of the ways he could prove his greatness we talk about a lot about narrative one of the ways to me I'll speak for myself the way I view things he could prove his greatness in a way he has not yet not joining a 73 win juggernaut all that is leading this group to a championship and that doesn't mean he has to do it the way uh, Magic Johnson or Larry Bird or Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or someone like that did it. He could do it his own way. Maybe the way he does it is by giving space to a guy like Kyrie who has a more aggressive personality and has made some odd choices, right? Maybe it's by like giving him, giving him space to get it together. 
uh, letting someone else lead in certain ways that we traditionally think of leading. The bottom line is he was the catalyst that did all this, KD. He has the most power on the team. He's also the best player on the team. If he somehow figures out a way to lead them to a championship, he will have done something he has not yet done in his career. I agree with you. If they somehow find a way. I mean, the question is, can they all get healthy? Because this could be the best team that never was if they can't get healthy. That's the whole thing. It's almost, all right, ready for this? Ready for this analogy? This is a drive key crazy. So, you know, in, in, uh, in physics, right, a black hole, right, <clears throat> is so, it like punctures space-time. It's such an infinitely small and dense, massive thing that it like no information escapes it, right? Mm-hmm. So people have talked about, scientists have talked about a kind of cosmic censorship, like, in other words, the universe ain't going to let you see into its mind. So you, you can't see into it. That's what I feel like of this Nets team. It's like the basketball <laughs> gods are telling me, sorry, kid, you can't look at something that powerful, right? We, they put this team together, and we're just not going to let you see it. Mm. It's killing me. I want to see it. I just hope that's not, I mean, not going to be the narrative that's going to follow this team because it, it looks like we're trending in that direction. That may, maybe that's maybe that makes the story if they can get it done or oh, even more powerful better and it'll be hard to explain to future generations when they look on paper they're like well they had KD James Harden and Kyrie what you think was going to happen no 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 you don't understand <laughs> it was a mess you don't understand the, the, qu- <laughs> the question is I mean when it's all said and done even if they do get it this year will James Harden want to go through that again will he want to continue to be a part of something understanding the high volatility rate of what he, he's witnessed this past year. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that you know, what I mean, Key. Like we both been a part of like teams where there's been drama, right? Like, yo, I, I can't, I can't do the drama. I can't, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, see, I don't know, I don't, I don't know that James even feels like that. And That's I understand, true. That's true. I, I, and I understand people dive into things and try to look at it and, and dissect it and break it all the way down. But just, I don't know that he feels that way in the way people are reporting. Hmm. That's fair. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. To the middle of the 15, to the 20, breaks free of the 25, to the 30, to the outside, 40, midfield, 40, 30 to the post, 20, 15, Hester 5, Devin Hester might be the only guy, no matter what team he was on and what they were doing, offense could have been bad as all outdoors. I watched him on television. I actually made an appointment to go watch Devin Hester. No doubt. It's two types of players. There's one that like football. The other one is the one that love football. I love football. I remember that conversation with our next guest very well. Devin, you were in your... In your car, as much as you car. are now. <laughs> and when you said a lot of the things you said has stayed with me since then, including that one, like the difference between a great player, someone who loves football, and, and you would describe yourself that way. Um, what do you remember about your kick return in the Super Bowl? It was one of those um, plays that I feel would never be forgotten. Um when you talk about the Super Bowl alone, it's, it's pretty much the greatest game of the year. And um, for that to be my rookie year and um, to go out there and be in my hometown, which is Miami, and to um, get an opportunity. 
to be the first person to touch the ball in the Super Bowl. And then not only that, but take it to the house, man. It was a great honor. House call. That's exactly what it is. Let me ask you about your old coach in Lovey Smith, Devin. He just got hired by the Houston Texans, as you know. What will make him a better head coach the third time around in the National Football League? Well, they always say the third time is a charm, right? So, <laughs> you know, I feel with, with Coach Love and the experiences that he had throughout his years of coaching, um, you always learn from your mistakes, whether it be, you know what I mean, a call that you could have called on fourth down or, you know, who knows, a, a player you could have recruited that you, you passed out on. But I think, you know, with the experience that he has over his couple of years that he's been in the NFL, he's learned everything that he regret doing. Now, I think this is the season for him to, you know, bounce back. And um, when those opportunities does come up, I'm pretty sure he won't make the same decision. And this this should be his year to, to um, like I say, do good and hopefully win the Super Bowl. Devin Hester, three-time, first-team All-Pro, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Willa Max. If I can ask you, what are your thoughts on Brian Flores' lawsuit against the NFL? It's it's one of the unique things because it's something that has probably never been brought up for. This this situation has never been mentioned in the NFL, and then now you're starting to hear so many rumors, so many talk, politics about. You know, this guy's getting paid to, to lose games to get, get draft picks. So, you know what I mean? Like, you never know what's going on up on the table and what's going on in the back office. Um, And when these guys are breaking up these situations now, you know what I mean? Because I do feel like him losing games, if it is true, like, I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is true, it hurts his future. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we coach, we all know coaches get fired off how good their season goes are, you know, how many games they win. And if he was losing games on purpose, then it's tough, you know what I mean? Because now you're looking at a, a coach that GMs feel like is not a winning coach. Devin Hester, three-time first-team All-Pro and the fastest land mammal who ever lived, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if that's official, <laughs> but to, to my recollection, that's the truth. Um, so, Devin, let me ask you a question that everyone's trying to answer and I don't know if anyone has the answer. How do you think the NFL can fix the issue um, of a lack of black coaches, not just minority coaches, black coaches in the NFL right now? The league is over 70% African American. It's one way to fix it is, is to hire more. You know, it's, and pretty much we know that you have to pick the best candidates at the end of the day, right? Programs have to pick the right candidate, the right coaches to fit the system. And now that when you look at the league, you know what I mean, we're majority African-American. So I feel like the African-American majority of the coaches can relate to more players and to understand the situation when it comes to family issues, which we have a lot of coming into the league, family issues, um, with that being said, you know, money issues, learning that money, family aggravating you, things like that. We have coaches that, that played the ball, that played ball, that been in those situations. And now coaching, um, the relationships, their loan will be, be stronger. You know what I mean? They can relate to their players. I think that's that would be a great idea, and that's the way you can look at it. Is at the end of the day, majority of the African-American coaches have played the game that's coaching. You know what I mean? And then 
not only that, they go through the same situation that majority of the players in the league has been going through. So I think that's a big part of it. Devin Hester, 2022 Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist, is joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Uh, Devin, can't let you get out of here without asking you about the Chicago Bears and the state of the organization right now. And they went out and hired uh, Eberflus to become their head coach, former defensive coordinator at the Indianapolis Colts. What you, how do you think that's going to all work itself out? I, I, I got a text from him um, about three days ago, you know, just letting me know that um, he was the 17th head coach of the Chicago Bears. Uh, and um, how thrilled and excited he was to be a part of the organization. I told him one thing, you know, uh, coming into Chicago, it, I played on a couple of teams. And I would say that this city here is a true Chicago Bear. It is a true football city. You know, when, when I say that, I mean the fans are always going to be there whether you're winning or losing. Um, in your situation, you just got to come in and make sure you surround your guys with, surround yourself with the right guys that's willing to, and it's on the same page with you. And, um, you know, we know that a lot of these, these coaches that get hired, it's, it's always, you know, I want to hire my friend. You know what I mean? In this situation, I say you hire the guys that's going to get the job done. Make sure you, you make the right decision and you surround yourself by a great unit. And it'll speak for itself. Devin Hester here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. So in the um, fastest man portion of the Pro Bowl <laughs> skills competition, Devin, uh, Tyreek Hill. And not just Tyreek Hill, also uh, Trayvon Diggs and uh, Nick Chubb were all beaten by a 245-pound yeah. linebacker in Micah Parsons. What, what, like, what was, <laughs> what's your what, – you know, if it's you, is that something you can't let happen? Like, what were you thinking when you watched that? First of all, it's a couple guys I felt that shouldn't be running. Um, Tug, Tug is a power back. He's a running back. I don't think he should have been in there. I know it's pretty. It's some couple fast guys out there that went to the Pro Bowl. But at the same time, you watch Tyreek, and it, it looked like Tyreek didn't take it serious. You know, he didn't even get down, and he just came up jogging. But at the end of the day, you got to give that guy credit because uh, Diggs was um, running. And um, I'm pretty sure his time was in the lower four threes, probably four, four, four threes at, 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 in that race. So he was moving to give credit to him as a linebacker. He's, he's very fast. Mm. No, he was he was certainly, uh, certainly moving. Say, man, you got them tears bottled up. Now that you're a pro football Hall of Fame finalist, you got those tears bottled up, ready to unleash them. Uh, yeah, man, you know what I mean. I, I, yeah, you know, I'm just hoping for. You know what I mean. I don't. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's not. It's not set in stone. You know, so you, you can't really get emotional about the situation. You know, all I can say is, man, that I honestly feel like I should be a first ballot. Now, whether or not I make it or not, you know what I mean. It's it's up to those guys, but um. You just have to wait, you know what I mean? And if I don't make it, it will bother me, and I will be hurt about the situation. Dev, just try to close your eyes and picture what it would be like if it does, when it does go down. What, what is that experience going to be like for you? It's, it's, it's really going to be, man, it just, it's going to be one of the moments where, you know, as a kid, as a player, you know, all the hard work and dedication you put into the game, uh, the passion and the love that I had for for football, you know. Um, 
it's gonna get a, it's gonna get emotional when that time comes. It's hard right now to talk about it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's a lot I can say, but I can't say it right now until it happens. So, one thing I say is I just gotta be patient about the situation, man, and and, and hopefully it happens someday. Every sport honors the specialists who do it better than anyone who's ever done it. I'm a Yankees fan. Mariano Rivera, greatest relief pitcher of all time, only pitches one inning at a time, was the first and only unanimous selection to the Hall of Fame. And if you ever watched Devin Hester <laughs> return kicks, boy, one of one, man, you can't one of one. do it. Forget about it. You can't even do it like that, let alone better. When you get the call, Devin, you're coming back on the show, right? We nail that down at and least. You got to do it from the car, Dev, when you come back on, man. And you got to save me some tears, too. <laughs> yeah. Got to shed a few tears on the show. Uh, we put I, I, the video I, up, you know. No, I want the tears, Devin. I need the snot bubbles. I need all that. I need everything. <laughs> all right. But listen, listen, like, I, I look at the Hall of Fame, man. And, you know, it's guys that go up and sit at Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame speech. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's okay, you know, I'm happy I made it. But then it's guys that they go up and sit at Hall of Fame speech and they're boo-hoo crying and the tears are running. And it's not because they made the Hall of Fame. People don't realize that it's not because they made it. It's what they went through, what they've been mm-hmm. through to just get to that stage, man. Yes, sir. And like I say, it's a lot of giving to people, man. You know what I mean? Hall of Fame and, and they smiling and they kick in on the stage. But then the ones that really, really break down, it's not. The Hall of Fame is everything they had to go through to get to that point. Life is a process, and, and it's so, never about the result unless you make the Hall of Fame. And then that result will bring that process back in a hurry. The great Devin Hester, ladies and gentlemen. Good luck, brother. We have our fingers crossed future Hall of Famer. guys. Super Bowl champion who also changed the return game. Coming up tomorrow on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. How aggressive will the Washington Commanders be in landing a quarterback this offseason? Find out when head coach Ron Rivera joins Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Ron Rivera, tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We have the great Darren Sproles, three-time Pro Bowl running back, Super Bowl champion, Eagles personnel consultant. Thanks for jumping on with us, Darren. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How, how, how's this uh, Super Bowl going to play out? Let's jump right into it. Um, I, I feel like the Rams are going to win, but I'm going to cheer for 
Cincinnati, though. <laughs> Darren, what is it about Joe Burrow? What is it about Cincinnati that makes you want to rock with them? Like, we talked about this earlier. Like, something about Joe Burrow is just different. And I don't know if it's the mink jackets, it's the chains that he wears, it's the Cartier glasses. It just, it just feels so damn different. It does. It, uh, uh, but, uh, he just got a lot of swag to him. And that's what I love about him. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he just be out there just he – just he just be doing his thing. <laughs> What's happening, Darren? How you doing, Keyshawn? Man, I'm, I am uh, enjoying the weather, so to speak, and in, in, uh, teasing my co-host about the weather every single day. And so, you know, I'm enjoying it. Right. You know how it is. When I uh when I right. look back at your when I look back at your Super Bowl and your Super Bowl head coach and Doug Peterson, how surprised were you that Doug took the Jacksonville Jaguars uh job knowing that it's a very young team with an inexperienced quarterback? Um Tell you the truth, I was very, uh, very surprised. Um, I thought, I thought um, he was going to go to Minnesota. Um, uh, that's what I just thought. But, uh, but I feel like with Doug going down there in, in Jacksonville, um, uh, he has a thing too, like with with, with like young quarterbacks, uh, uh, he can really help them out. So, um, so. Uh, um, He's going to do well down there, I feel like. Darren, what do you think, speaking of quarterbacks, what do you think expectations are for the quarterback like Jalen Hurts moving forward? What's that question again? I'm sorry. What do you think expectations are for Jalen Hurts moving forward? Um, like, I really feel like, I really feel like, um, you know, in Philly, like, uh, uh, like the quarterback position um, is always high. He um, just have to go in there and um, uh, put together like a good season, a good season. Uh, and the thing is, um, he always got to make the playoffs. That's just how it is in Philly. Darren, what, what, tell us what you're doing. <clears throat> tell us what you're doing uh, with us today. Yeah. Um, I teamed up with Yahoo Sports. Um, Yahoo Sports is the go-to destination for all sports fans. Um, uh, but Yahoo just launched a free big game prompt quiz where you can win up to $10,000. And fans can also play Yahoo Sports Million Dollar Daily Fantasy Contest. Um, for more info on that, um, you can go to sports.yahoo.com or you can download the app. Thanks, Darren. Appreciate it. All right, Sprozy, baby. All right, D. All right, then. Thank y'all. All a little right, bit guys. of a delay there. Yeah, that little bit of a delay. All right. <laughs> Difficult. Yep. Difficult with a delay on the radio. Um, he mentioned Joe Burrow's swag, too. Like, everyone's talking about the same thing. Nobody's and- talking about Matthew Stafford's <clears throat> swag. Well, yeah, it's funny. That's right. Joe Burrow he got, got something. No swag. <laughs> Joe Burrow got something. I was something. waiting for you to chime in. But, yeah, but, man, I, I like Matthew and everything and his, and his family and his wife and all, but she got more swag than him. 
But <laughs> the thing that, that stuck with me from this show so far today is Dick Vermeil saying that out of college. Now think about Dick Vermeil for a second. Think about how long he's been around the game. Think about what he did as a coach and how many really, and his evaluation of quarterbacks also, mm-hmm. right? And now this dude is saying, coach is saying, Joe Burrow out of college was the most accurate thrower of the football he's ever seen out of college. Now, then that doesn't guarantee just because that's the case out of college, it's going to continue on that trajectory. You wind up being the most accurate guy. But guys, he already came back from a debilitating injury to play his first full season. And in that season, he's in the Super Bowl. Like, like it just the reason I'm bringing it up key is that we like to talk about his swag and the moxie and the extra component. There's something about him. And yeah, but how about just the tangibles? Forget about the intangibles. Dick Vermeil says the most accurate passer ever out of college. Well, you gotta you gotta put the intangibles in there, right? I mean, it's it's part of who he is. No, no doubt. I'm just saying we and focused so, on that so much. Sometimes we don't talk about the stuff he does on the field. Yeah, but but he just. I mean, when you good, you good. There's no question about it. He obviously is a good athlete because he played in the secondary. He played, you know, defensive back. He also played basketball. Um, he just wasn't on the basketball team, so to speak. I think that that speaks for itself. And he comes with a certain confidence. And confidence breeds you a different way. When you feel you feel good about your ability, it makes you that much better. You know, when you hear people say, oh, he's arrogant or he's too cocky for me. And Okay, well, I mean, you're going to have bad players if they don't feel a certain way about their ability. You know, people want – you mentioned earlier a friend of yours – thought that he needed to humble, just be more humble and not. No, that's not who he is. He wouldn't be Joe Burrow. He wouldn't show the or display being the most accurate quarterback in Dick Vermeil eyes if he didn't have that swag. If he was just playing Jane Vanilla, we wouldn't even be – we wouldn't even talk about him. Hell, we wouldn't even be having to come. We'd be like, ah, oh, Cincinnati, yeah, they're in the Super Bowl. They got a nice running back. That's the way it would be. Or we would be focused on Zach Taylor opposed to Joe Burrow. I am curious to see if, if the clutch gene that we've been so complimentary of with Joe Burrow throughout this year, does it come through down the stretch in the Super Bowl? Like, yeah. if we talk about clutch, which he is, but it has a chance to go up another stratosphere. I, I remember, I've told this story several times, watching that game against Green Bay with all those missed field goals, and Burrow gave me just this feeling. He ain't going to mess it up. And I was sure. You know how when you're cocky and you're going to go to work next day, I knew Burrow was going to beat Aaron Rodgers. But it didn't turn out that way. He threw a pick in overtime, and they lost. Aaron Rodgers beat him. So, like, just because you get a feeling about a guy, you're right, Jay. He's now got to go out yeah. and, and validate that, right? It but just see, makes it easier when you're the most accurate passer Dick Vermeil's ever seen out of college, right? I don't like, think he has some the moment skills. Is too- Big for him, though. I agree. Like, That's I my point, Key. Exactly. I agree. I don't think it's, it's too big. I think the game is slowed down. When the game slows down for you, you can operate at a different level. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the case. Now, he's going up against the Rams in that front seven and Aaron Donald and Floyd and, and, and Von Miller. So it'll be a little bit different. They, they coming with it. It's going to be a little bit but different. He, I, the thing you're talking about, though, to me, is the athlete that has a joy in playing the game, who knows he's a bad dude, 
and can't yes. wait for the spotlight because now I get to do my thing. I get to do what I'm best at, right? It's Reggie Jackson in the World Series. It's, you know, it's, there, are, there are guys like that. Joe Burrow feels like one of those guys. What will happen and what won't happen in the Super Bowl? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot Believe it or not. Hola. Huh? Even Ripley is wondering, do you believe it or not? Yeah. Greatest American hero. That's right. I know we talk about it every time, but it was a great theme song. Now I know, now I know the song. I recognize it now. I wonder if that show, do you think that show holds up? I remember at the time thinking it was a pretty good show. All right, it's time to play Believe It or Not. Just crashed. Well, that's what he does. We got Evan. Yeah, that's right. He crashed. Yeah, we're gonna play a little. Believe it or not, we're gonna look at some prop bets for the Super Bowl. I'm gonna say it. You're gonna tell me if you believe it's gonna happen or not. So let's go. Odell Beckham Jr. scores the first touchdown key. Believe it or not. Not. I don't believe. I don't believe it's gonna happen. I think he will score in the Super Bowl. It just won't be the first touchdown. I think the first touchdown will be on the ground. Yeah, I agree with Key. I'm going to say I belay it could be Cam Akers. I, I'm going to go Odell. I'm going to say Odell. I, I like the way he's catching the ball. Like, he's not thinking about turning up field at all. He's, you could see in his head, like, I am securing this football. I could see him catching the Cup. touchdown. The uh, plus 750 at Caesar Sportsbook. That's the odds for Odell Beckham to score the first touchdown. Matthew Stafford will have at least one turnover key, believe it or not. Believe it. I believe that he will have at least one turnover. I believe that it will be a pick six going the Ooh, other way. If that pick six happens and Joe Burrow throws no turnovers, oh, Lord, I can only imagine Monday. Yeah. Uh, I'll take that. I think Matthew Stafford has been consistent in some games as, as it relates to throwing picks. I'm okay with that. I believe it. I think Joe Burrow will turn it over, too. I, I think they'll both throw at least one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Plus 200 on Matthew Stafford to have a turnover. Max, you're getting ahead of us. <laughs> oh. Yes, Max. It had nothing to do with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow <laughs> will have a turnover. Believe it or not, Keith. I believe Joe Burrow will have multiple turnovers in this game. 
Yeah, because of that defensive front, yeah, I go multiple turnovers. Right, Max, Max, you're exempt, oh, yeah. Max, I'll go yeah. one. I'll go one apiece. Stafford and Burrow both turn it over once. All right, plus 200 on Joe Burrow to have a turnover. Again, Caesars Sportsbook, where all these numbers come from. There will be a safety in the game, Key, believe it or not. Not. I don't think it'll be a safety in the game. That's sure. a reach. Sure, why not? I'll go with the safety in the game. Why not? I'm going to say no, and the safety, I still believe, is the most devastating play. It's better than a touchdown. <laughs> like it's or worse, depending on how you look at it. It's like the double with the bases loaded, sometimes better than the home run. It's like a, a rally starter and killer. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen, though. Uh, there will be a safety. Plus 800, Jay. Good money there. Ooh, bet 100 yeah. up bucks. Let's win go. 800. Let's Burrow go. ain't going to take no safety. That's a good safety. bet. And I don't That's think that's great. I'll take that. There will be a sack before there's a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Believe it or not. Believe it. I believe there will be a sack before there's a touchdown. You got two pretty stout front sevens. The Tennessee Titans defensive front seven with Landry and company's pretty de- – Tennessee, Lord. I'm Tennessee. Mercy. Cincinnati's front. I know. I was thinking about the Cincinnati. I was thinking about Tennessee getting after Cincinnati. But, yeah, Cincinnati, I think they will get to Matthew Stafford some. They got to Patrick Mahomes a little bit, especially in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that Cincy's O-line is going to let the Rams get to Joe Burrow. The question is, can Cincy's defense get to Matthew Stafford, which Key just answered, so I'll go yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow, as I said, nine sacks in the divisional round, and he wasn't facing Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller and Floyd and all these guys. He's gonna, I, I say yes, sack before a touchdown in this game. Minus 105 there, so you got to bet 105 to win 100. Can you tell me the odds That's before a bad I give bet. you the bet? No. It's a bad sure. bet, man. I'll try it. Well, so then you should bet on a touchdown Think- first. <laughs> All right, yeah, follow along. This one's kind of difficult to, to follow, so follow along. Ready? The longest score of the game will be a field goal, not a touchdown, minus 130. Jay, believe it or not. Believe it. I think the way McPherson kicks the ball, yes, I'll take that bet. I don't believe it because if you're a coach and you're taking a chance on kicking 50-yard field goals in – the Super Bowl, you're asking to get fired unless it's the end of the game. But, Key, McPherson hasn't missed a, super, a kick yet. Field yeah. position game, man. This is a field position I game. I just you, have a feeling about Odell in this game, and I'm going to say not. I'm going to say not. I, should, I know the odds are with the field goal. I'm going to say not. Take that bet with both of you guys. The Bengals, we've said both teams are going to commit a turnover, right? Everybody's on the same page. Both teams going to commit a turnover? Yes. Yeah. The Bengals will commit a turnover First, minus 110 are the odds. So the Bengals will commit a turnover first, Key? No, I, I not. I think, it, I think it will be the Rams, and then things will settle down. No, I think Joe Burrow will commit a turnover first. I think the Bengals will in general. I think that defense for the Rams is going to come out hyped, and I think they're going to have a couple mishaps early. Yeah, I agree with Jay. I agree with Jay. I think Burrow, if any of these quarterbacks feels the responsibility to do a little more, I think it's Burrow. I think the Rams have a better team. So I'm going to say, yeah, it's Burrow who, who, who does it first. All right, we're playing Believe It or Not, prop bets for the uh, Super Bowl. Here we go. Uh, the Rams will score first. The Rams will score first. Minus 135 are the odds there. So the Rams will score first, believe it or not, Jay. Yeah, I believe it because I think since he had turned the ball over first, I think the Rams will be the first to strike. Yes, I'll take that. Max? Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, like, that's a 50-50 type proposition yeah. for me. I'll say sure. Rams will that's score first. I'll say not. I say Cincinnati takes the three. Hmm. All right. Last one here, guys. 
Believe it or not, the Rams will record the first sack, minus 165. Keith? Wait, didn't you? Oh, you said before touchdown. Yeah, we'll record the first sack of the game. So Rams recording the first sack of the game. Keith? Not. I say Cincinnati records the first sack of the game because the coverage will allow Matthew Stafford to hold the ball. <laughs> Therefore, they'll get to him. It'll be a coverage sack. I'll take that bet, Evan. Just once again, I think the Rams defense, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, this guy's going to get after it. Yeah, I, I love Von Miller in this game. I, I think uh, I think Burrow takes the first sack. Again, minus 165, bet 165 to win 100. 100 That's yeah. it. Big show tomorrow, guys. All right, all right. Big show. Ron every Rivera, day. Job, Emmanuel Evan. Sanders, Gerard Mayo, three Super Bowl champions. Better. Believe it Believe it or not, Max Kellerman shaves his facial hairs. Uh, odds are 1 to 1,000. I'm not shaved. No, no, no. What? I sheared down my facial hair in the beginning of the Odds week, and then I let it grow one. in. Not time to shear it. Not time to shear it. It's not perfect yet. It's Now, it's very handsome, week, but it's not Keith? as handsome as Give it'll be. Give me over under. How many times a week? Once? I guess, yeah, once. Mm, once or hey, twice, depending on the week. Once or twice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on the week, it's once or twice. This is called us vamping. Yeah, that's right. Look at can't call it. Can't call it. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.